Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as on the money as Flo's Friday night predictions, fantasy advice as sound as holding on to Marker Schubert in goal, and pundits who have both been warned prior to recording about the three-phase plan in place in regards to behaviour on the show. Things can escalate quickly around here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 25. And joining me, as ever, it's the Fantasy Fußball Got Flo. But Flo, I have, to, I have to start the show with my sincere commiserations following your shootout loss in the Cup. Yeah, it's, it, I'm, I'm really heartbroken uh, in a way, but... I think it's um like I'm working around so many English guys it had had to rub off at some point and I mean like it's very un-German to uh, lose <laughs> in a in a shootout. Too much time spent in the dot com offices with myself and Mr. Chaffer, I see. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. But we have come on, give us give us some credit. We've turned around our reputation recently, actually. So yeah, no, it was one of those I was looking at the, the TFF Pokal um, and of course, you know, I know the DFB Cup is on, but really, let's be honest, on this show, the TFF Pokal is the only one that really matters to us. Um, and I knew you had pulled it back to a two-all draw. I just didn't know what was going to happen in the shootout. So I was slightly devastated to see you get knocked out. I have a very interesting uh, tie now against the creator of the, t- the TFF Pokal, which puts me in like in conflict. I feel I feel like I, I, I would feel bad knocking him out. But of course, I'd like to win the cup, so I, I now have to navigate those emotions uh, for the next couple of weeks. But we'll see what happens. He wrote me a lovely little uh, James Bond-inspired poem on Twitter, which was really awesome. Um, and so, yeah, if you haven't been knocked out of the cup, go check out the standings. Again, TFF Pokal on Twitter. If you search that, that's how you can find it. You can see who's still in there. There are some big name seeds still in there that actually uh, come from our Bundesliga.com offices. Uh, so there will be some maybe inter-office rivalries mixed in with all this as well, which will be fascinating. Um, but we should also start with a bit of business and be a little honest with you. Uh, we're doing this very much on the fly uh, on Wednesday morning because we didn't want to miss another week due to our off-mic schedules. Uh, but this was genuinely the only time that was going to work before the weekend. As a result, we didn't send out a tweet asking for questions, so we're just going to dive straight into the fixture list and hopefully we can provide enough player picks throughout that should cover all the bases. So I hope you can understand. Um, but let's start with the Friday night fixture. Paderborn against Köln. Uh, a very interesting one flow given recent form, but there are three midfielders that really stand out to me in this fixture that I think is worth highlighting. That's Perger, that's Kainz, that's Rechtsvajai. Who do you fancy in this fixture? For starters, I, I would fancy the guy you already have in your team. So I wouldn't make a, a transfer to swap one of these guys for another. And I think I'm still sticking with Florian Kainz. Uh, although a lot of what made him my banker uh, last week was taking over set-piece duties um, because Ud, um wasn't allowed to play against Schalke. Now Ud is back, and we're not 100% sure what's going to happen with set pieces because um, one of Kainz's free kicks led to uh, the goal by Bornau, so he gave an assist there. He also almost scored a goal, and just to whine a bit about my loss, if like at first it was a goal from Kainz, and then the DFL changed it to an own goal by Nübel, and yeah, if if that uh, if it would have stand as a Kainz goal, I would still be in the cup. 
So yeah, that's that's harsh memory. But I think uh, I still like Kinds. Uh, uh, but I like all three of these guys. Uh, that's why I wouldn't go for Perga because he's the uh, most expensive out of these uh, uh, three. And Cologne is playing at home against Mainz uh, next week. Uh, that's why I would decide between Kainz and Rechbachai. And then I definitely would go for Kainz if I plan longer. Because next week, Cordoba will be back. And uh, there's definitely some doubt about Rechbachai uh, starting. And that's even true this week. Because we're not 100% who, what uh, Gisto will do. He could replace Cordoba up front with the likes of Terodo or Modest. Or he could um, play Ut uh, as true number nine and then Rechbachai will keep his place. But uh, nonetheless, Kainz will play. He's my pick out of these three guys. Well, like, I mean, okay, you said you wouldn't take anyone out of your team to bring them in. Yeah. Let me just use myself as, as an example. I'm looking to take out Gregorich this weekend. Schalke's fixtures maybe don't look that great and he's like not in great form either. Would you recommend for myself to take him out for one of those three because I'd like the Friday night advantage personally and there may be other people out there looking for kind of budget midfielders that could do a job and of course they've got the Friday night advantage you can take them out and therefore I thought it was worth highlighting yeah I I would like to go into the match day with at least two players out of this game so if you don't already have a midfielder um I I think going with one uh, of these guys is one of the best routes in my opinion. And I, like I say, I would go with Kainz just because of... He, he sets up a lot of uh, shots, but he also shoots a lot. So uh, I think that's, that's a great combination. And I think he'll, he'll get his decent uh, share of the set pieces as well. No, that's fair. Um, now, I didn't follow your advice on the Friday night fixture last time, which you called perfectly uh, between Dusseldorf and Hertha, with it being a six-goal thriller uh, that you could definitely profit from in a fantasy sense. Now, I also noticed that you may be regretting the Cordoba choice, because that was a piece of advice I followed last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was close to having a good game. He scored, but only eight points. That's bad for um, when Cordoba uh, scores, but the like the bigger problem is that he got himself suspended for arguing with the referee. That's not a smart move, and uh, like part of his appeal was this Friday evening uh, match. So you're you're right there, uh, but I mean they're playing Mainz at home next week, and I will be uh, in the stadium with the whole family. And oh, nice. I mean, what 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 better way to bring Hon back <laughs> in my life uh, than a home game against Mainz, uh, which I will personally attend. So uh, I, I think I'm going to do that. So uh, I basically have now a free transfer up front, uh, which I can plan as a one and done. Yeah, no, it is a fair point. I think I'll be looking to make a more longer-term investment, potentially. Although, I mean, you do say that, and yeah, Köln's next two fixtures, if you don't include the rescheduled Gladbach game, which isn't going to count for fantasy value at all because there won't be any points in it, then the next two games for Köln are both at home, the Mainz game that you're going to be your family, and then Dusseldorf the week after. So they're not they're not a bad team to to invest in. This weekend, and you said you'd have two players. You've mentioned Kainz. Who would be the other one, or would there be two different ones that you'd have in mind? Yeah, Kainz and Jakobs would be clearly the number one. Uh, you could make an argument definitely to go with Jonas Hector. 
he's a, a really, really great choice if you have money to spend, which probably most people have um, because of the Lewandowski injury. So uh, going um, with Hector, I wouldn't fault anyone for even doubling up uh, Jakobs and Hector because Jakobs is so cheap that it's such a great value. I, I wouldn't mind that much uh, doubling up. And then the question is if you want to invest up front. And that could either be Oud or Terada or Modest, uh, depending on uh, who's going to play. But since it's a Friday game, you know that. So uh, all three guys are viable options, I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think we've covered all the bases on the Friday night game then. Shall we move on to the Saturday afternoon fixture, starting with Wolfsburg against Leipzig? Um, is this a weak flow that we need to be a bit wary of Nagelsmann's potential rotation with the Champions League in mind in midweek? Yeah, I think so. Especially since Leipzig has lost a step with the draw against Leverkusen and they didn't look as sharp uh, as before. I think that can lead Nagelsmann to making more changes and I have no idea what they are going to be because they have a lot of quality, especially up front. They can play with two strikers. Sometimes they just play with one striker. Sabitzer can play as a six. He can play more up front. So... uh, a lot of uncertainty, and that's definitely like I'm not keen on investing on Leipzig, uh, even if I think that they're clearly uh, the favorites, even at Wolfsburg uh, right now. But uh, I, I can't pound, point my finger, of course, and Kunku always, always a good choice. And I'm, I'm not sure that Nagelsmann can take him off. On the other hand, it would be a big, big thing for Leipzig to pull through against Tottenham. And I think that game is on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday next week. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. You can be disappointed with your Leipzig assets just because of them not playing. Uh, even a guy like Angelino, he basically has played every every game uh, uh, since he first uh, broke the first team and... Um, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to continue endlessly. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued to see how it does play out. And you're right, Nkunku does feel like the undroppable one right now. But we've seen in the past, Nagelsmann regularly kind of pulls out surprises with his lineups. I wondered about Werner because there was that worrying moment before the last match day on Thursday when Werner apparently stopped training early and there was something wrong muscularly. Um, and so I'm just wondering whether, you know, there, there could have been an instance last weekend where if you had Haaland, Lewandowski and Werner all out, the three highest scoring strikers in the game or three, you know, three of the most prolific strikers in the game uh, were were essentially sidelined or out. Luckily, Werner did play, but he didn't produce anything. And that's not the first time that's happened in the Rook Runner. So I think we're concerned about him with his price tag anyway, based on the points he's picking up. But now he... There's also a worry that he could be a rotation risk. But this is the thing, Flo. Their next five games, Leipzig, after this one against Wolfsburg, are so attractive for fantasy owners. Freiburg at home, Mainz away, Hertha at home, Köln away, Paderborn at home. And like you, at that point, you definitely want to be profiting off of that. So it's really a, a Leipzig now, maybe the, the the equivalent of the Bayern minefield a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But we we get more clarity. Uh, on this weekend, uh, seeing what Nagelsmann does, and 
Uh, I mean, they still can uh, lose against Tottenham, and that would <laughs> solve all problems in a fantasy sense if they uh, would just like leave the Champions League. That would just be the Bundesliga left, and, and not that much rotation for the rest of the season, I guess. It's not the likeliest scenario, but uh, we, we'll talk about it next week. I think we, we have a much clearer picture about Leipzig, because you're correct. On paper, um, everything is set up for them to to have a really good stretch of, of games. Although, I mean, taking Freiburg, for instance, they did show at Dortmund again that they can really, really um, make pr- um, problems for, for bigger teams. That's what they did the whole season. So you, you're reading Leipzig is hosting Freiburg. You're thinking it has to be an e- easy pickings uh, for Leipzig, but... Time and time again, Freiburg has shown this season that, especially against the, the big teams, they are up for the fight. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm the first to advocate Freiburg's uh, Freiburg's qualities, and ultimately, I've been around the Bundesliga, and I think you have as well enough to know that any team can pull out any result against any. But if you're looking at the schedules, Leipzig certainly have one of the most attractive ones over the next five games. We, but you are right. We will have a clearer picture next week, so we'll talk about it then. Just quickly on Wolfsburg. From now until the end of the season, they still have to face the entire top six, including this game against uh, Leipzig. Are they a team that we just need to be steering clear of now? Yeah, at the moment, I I don't see the the great fantasy option. I still have Schlager in my squad. And that's definitely hurt me this week because he was rotated out. But I don't see this guy you have to have. And then if you take in consideration, it was always... Uh, it wasn't uh, the, that way in Hinrunde as well, that the first stretch of games for Wolfsburg is very favorable, and then it turns sour at the end. Uh, so um, I think it's probably better n- to uh, invest in other places. Very good. Let's move on to the next two teams then and see if we can't invest there. But then I've actually just looked down at which two teams it is. It's Hertha against Werder, which isn't necessarily uh, the, the best market to be dipping into. But... I wanted to ask you, Flo, I know, you know, Werder leanings and all, but is this not the perfect opponent for both teams? It's the perfect time for you guys to face Hertha and maybe the perfect time for Hertha to face you? Yeah, you could say that, but that also leads that at least one team will be disappointed afterwards. Uh, and in case of a draw, probably both teams will be disappointed. So, And I don't think uh, there are viable options right now in the, in the Werder squad in a fantasy sense, and just because Rashica is out of form. And the whole squad, basically, Zelke isn't allowed to play in this game. That's not helping uh, Bremen. Um, but I see a lot of viable fantasy options uh, at Hata. Uh, and I think one of the mo- most interesting defenders, if you're on the budget, is uh, Jordan Turo Nairiga for 5.2 million. Because uh, he basically does it all. I mean, he, he played as a left-back and later on basically as a winger at Dusseldorf and he made a good job out of it. Uh, he's a complete uh, defender with also attacking skills. He's good at sit, set pieces. We know that Bremen sucks d- defending set pieces. Um, Turan Riga, definitely very interesting guy. And also, I think, uh, Darida um, Piontek, he was very close to having a Big, big game uh, at Dusseldorf. Came away with 12 points, which isn't the worst, but could have been much better uh, if you actually saw that game. Uh, and Cunha, 
He was by far the best player on the pitch. 8.5 million is a good price tag uh, for him uh, facing uh, Bremen. Yeah, he's definitely kind of piqued the interest um, since his return from Olympic qualification duty. Um, and at, at, yeah, at that price tag could do more than peaking interest over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, he's one that I've kind of got on a watch list, um, if you know what I mean, uh, Mateus Cunha. So, OK, let's move on to the next game. Freiburg against Union. Again, is this a match that you would invest in, Flo? Not necessarily. The only guy I would be interested in, and I actually have thought about bringing him in, is uh, Vincenzo Grifo. Because he was one of the bright spots uh, of Freiburg. Had a, had a good game at Dortmund. Not as much in a fantasy sense, uh, I think, but on the real pitch. And that's what counts at first for me. Because, I mean, he did pick up nine points. Uh, which isn't bad uh, at Dortmund. Um, but the most important thing uh, I take from that is that now he's he's back to being a key feature of the starting 11 of Freiburg. Uh, his price tag with 11.3 million is too high for me personally to actually consider him because uh, I've got the money to to go up to, to the more expensive li- uh, likes of the Harvards or Nabris. Um, that I'm not uh, necessarily looking at Grifo, but he's definitely definitely on my radar uh, now. But I think he would be the only one. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily have a player on my chopping block um, just because of this game. So if you've got your Union assets with Lenz, Trimmel, uh, or your Freiburg uh, assets with uh, Günther, uh, I think you, you could be fine. Uh, still uh, in this game. Although I think Günther's form recently in a, in a fantasy sense uh, is not what it used to be in the Hünerunde. Yeah, that's it. Especially with Grifo now taking more prominence and then taking care of more set pieces. That takes away from Günther. And on that's top of that, key. this switch to a four-man yeah. back line. He's, he's getting in the same positions, but he's not producing the same end product. And so, yeah, I took Günther out of my team a couple of weeks ago, and I'm very happy I did that um, as much as I still rate him this season. And that's kind of it. Yeah, I, I feel like it it's definitely been the time to get out of the Freiburg market if you haven't already. Um, and... I agree. It's an interesting way you, you look at Griefer. I do like the pick, um, but you are correct. With Lewandowski off the market, and then you've got the likes of Lenz, Jakobs, who we've already talked about. We've got another couple of one million players to talk about later. But with that, that, that very low budget market so strong, these mid-range midfielders have kind of lost out because at this point people can afford afford the you know the top tier ones. So they're generally trying to like either try and get five top tier ones or four and combining it with someone that's under the 10 million mark. And therefore, that's why we talked about the likes of Perger and Kainz earlier. Um, and we were waiting to see where that market would go. But I, I agree with you about the mid-tier midfielder market really suffering right now as a result, Flo. But let's talk about one of those um, 1 million players that I just mentioned, because we'll move on to the next game. It's Schalke against Hoffenheim. Now, what do we make of the news, flow? The Marcus Schubert will be first choice from now until the end of the season for Schalke. Yeah, it's it's bad news for me because I sold Schubert to bring in Singale two weeks ago, but that's just how life is. Um, yeah, I think there's no doubt. Nübel won't play for Schalke again. Uh, I mean, I, I read that uh, the, the Schalke supporters were cheering every goal that Nübel con- conceded while warming up 
um, before the cup match against Bayern. So that shows you there's no basis uh, between Nubel and the supporters anymore. Uh, the only way there there would have been like some sort of agreement and mutual respect would have been if Nubel were able to keep up his good form. We've seen from him basically every uh, since he jo- uh, came on the stage at the Bundesliga. But we haven't seen that from him. Uh, on the contrary, he, he's looking lost out there. I mean, the, the goal he conso- conceded against Kainz, still wish it would have been a Kainz goal, but yeah. that's a different matter. But it, it was a, a brutal, brutal mistake. And the way he looks out there, I'm, I, I think maybe he's even relieved that he doesn't have to play anymore. Yeah, I don't don't think that's an unfair assessment whatsoever. So um, Schubert is the best budget option on there. Yeah, I mean, like I I hung Probably. on to him, and it really was. I did the rationale. I, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I never felt like I had that free transfer, although I did come close this week actually with the Lewandowski um, news. But then other things happened that definitely forced my hand. Um, and now I'm very glad that I held on to Schubert because Schalke do have a reasonable fixture list. The problem is they've got the Revier Derby next weekend flow and we've got to factor that into our thinking this weekend, don't we? Yeah, I think the biggest factor, I, I wouldn't bring in any Schalke players right now, not because of Revier Derby, just because Schalke is very bad at the moment. So I've no interest in Schalke. <sighs> I still have Wuchipka in my squad that's that's hurting me week after week and I'm not able to get rid of him because I have so many other players got themselves injured or suspended or the, the game's not taking place. So it's like everything, like the whole Bundesliga is trying everything to hurt my fantasy team. That's basically how I feel right now. Well, we can't, we can't have you winning too often, Flo, right? You, you, you know... Just, but you've got to be content with a battle for the top 100 maybe this season. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Um, although my world's looking a little little better because I actually am battling for the top 100 this time. Um, that was not the case last season. So yeah, we'll see <laughs> We'll see how things pan out. But you are right. There's been a lot of factors that have definitely uh, tipped the scales in certain uh, ways this season. Uh, let's talk about the final Saturday afternoon game though. Leverkusen against Eintracht. We didn't mention it with Bremen, but yes, with Eintracht and Bremen, they are this week actually going to be playing football uh, which is good for them Eintracht is a tricky fixture away to Leverkusen of course Eintracht and Bremen will be in action in the DFB Pokal tonight um, but let's talk about Leverkusen first because Lucas Alario is now back on the radar isn't he yeah definitely yeah you know that I, I like him uh, he he basically was a guy who shot me to the title uh, two years back still think he's He's a really, really good number nine, and uh, he, he's starting to show that. So uh, I think you're you're pretty safe with Alario for a good price tag. Yeah, it's just it was one of those. Folland got ruled out for several months. Alario immediately was the name that surfaces, and he didn't look too bad against Leipzig. Got into some promising positions, um, picked up a couple of points here and there, but. We do know he has the propensity to have really high returns if he gets going. Um, and I just wonder whether an Eintracht side uh, after a cup match may may be f- there for the taking for a player like him uh, who will be about for the poacher's efforts. Um, the other debate for this game flow is 
it comes down to the midfielders. Um, Kostic against Harvards. Now, a lot of people may have taken Kostic out last weekend because of Frankfurt not playing. Um, and it was funny, I was talking to our colleague Felix in the office about it, and I mentioned the fact that I still didn't have Kostic. I'd never owned him in the Rook Runder yet, but I did have Harvards. And he went, oh, I didn't even really consider Harvards. Like, where are we at with these two? Because uh, both are, are proving prolific in the Rook Runder, it's fair to say. Yeah, Definitely would go uh, Havertz over Kostic. Uh, I mean, I think last year Leverkusen just just rooted Frankfurt out of the stadium. Uh, I think that's far more likely than Frankfurt getting a win uh, here, uh, in my opinion. Uh, especially away from home, Frankfurt isn't looking as sharp as they are uh, at Frankfurt. Um, and that's why I would go with Harvards. Uh, you got the added uh, benefit that Leverkusen is playing at Bremen next match day on a Monday evening. So it's a standalone fixture uh, and the last uh, fixture of the match day and uh, also a pretty decent one uh, for Leverkusen. Yeah, and the other thing with Frankfurt, and this is why, I mean, it, Kostic does seem to be a player that you can keep in your side bar the blip against Dortmund in a fantasy sense at least um, even if Frankfurt aren't necessarily performing but their next three games flow um, including this Leverkusen one and then Gladbach at home and Bayern away so their next three aren't exactly uh, the most prominent fixtures that you really want to see when you're investing in that type of market right? Yeah definitely not although I wouldn't mind having Kostic at home against Gladbach uh, I, I think that's that's a game where he can give you good returns. But, uh, I mean, Gladbach conceded twice at Augsburg, so no reason why Frankfurt can't score at least twice uh, against them. Um, but still, I lean on the side of caution regarding Frankfurt players. Kostic will be the only guy uh, I still have in my squad after this match day, probably. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, the, the Timmy Chandler takeoff has kind of come to, not to a crash landing because he's still playing well, but he's not quite doing what he was. And we couldn't expect him to, to be honest, because it was such rare form from him scoring four goals uh, in the Rook Runda. Um, it really was absolutely exceptional. But I would have taken him out last week, except the fact that then Mittelstedt got dropped from the starting lineup for Hertha. So I decided to keep Chandler. And funnily enough, by the end of the weekend, I had him in my squad because I needed his average score, which was higher than certain other players. So yeah, uh, that's the way things go. And higher than Mittelstedt. And, and high, got three points. Yeah, exactly. Points. And higher than Mittelstedt. So yeah, it proved it proved a good decision in the end. But yes, uh, as my plans are not set in stone just yet, but they, they do include getting rid of Timmy Chandler. But anyway, you mentioned Gladbach there. Um, let's talk about their game, which is the Saturday evening fixture against Dortmund. Uh, you mentioned the fact they scored conceded twice against Augsburg. So are we backing Dortmund to score in the Battle of the Borussias then? I think so. Although uh, we have to remember that, that Gladbach... They, they're more than decent this season. They have beaten uh, Munich at home. Uh, I think that's it will be an exciting match. I'm not sure how excited it will be in a fantasy sense. So I wouldn't overload my squad with players out of this. But, I mean, you probably have Hakimi, Haaland and Sancho in your squad and I wouldn't necessarily think about moving them. They give you flexibility they will play, and there's also a decent chance that at least one of these three guys will have a big fantasy game as well. 
Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And I think you're right. There'll be a lot of people out there with that trio in their lineup. I'm one of them. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Haaland, though, because we're a little deeper into his Bundesliga career and his fantasy career. Um, But we've also seen two sides to him, one more often than the other, admittedly, and that's the more prolific side. Um, But where where are we at with him in light of Lewandowski's absence in the market right now? So I I think he's close to a must-have, not necessarily this week, though. So if you for some reason, don't have Haaland in your squad, um, I would maybe go in a different direction uh, this week and not uh, picking him and instead go uh, a different direction with a player who has a better matchup. I mean, they're playing the Riviera Derby next week, but that's definitely not a matchup I'm afraid for uh, of. Uh, for Haaland. And then they, they're traveling to Wolfsburg, standalone fixture on a Sunday after Wolfsburg having international duties. That's okay. And then it's a big match at home against Munich. So until then, I think you can pretty safely keep Holland in the squad. Yeah, and I mean, in the grand context of things, he's not a budget buster up front either, still. Um, and, and you know what? Like, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head with the analysis. So let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the impact of that Lewandowski um, injury. Now, what did you make of the first weekend? We'll get, we'll get on to Bayern and Augsburg in a second, but I wanted to ask you before we did, what did you make of the fantasy striker market in the absence of Lewandowski? Yeah, I think that Holland now is a clear front runner. Uh, up front uh, just because of Werner's drop in form um, since the start of the Rook Runde basically he's not up to his standards uh, of the Hin Runde so there are a lot of viable options up front and I, I personally like that uh, I think it it's much I, I prefer that um, and much better than all teams basically having Holland, Werner, Lewandowski up front and that makes it slimmer to teams have been more individual and uh, I think that's a good thing so uh, like I said Haaland would be the number one striker for me as a whole not necessarily this weekend but uh, as a whole but then there are a lot of routes uh, where you can go and I I think that's exciting Um, because I don't expect to bring Lewandowski Back in my squad uh, until match day 29 when they're playing on a Friday evening against Dusseldorf. So there's a lot of football to play until Lewandowski will be back in my squad. Because I won't bring him in if like, all things point to him giving his comeback at Dortmund. And that's definitely a game where I, would, I wouldn't buy him for like a hundred million <laughs> yeah it doesn't quite cost that much but yeah i know i know what you're saying yeah that's it I, I i agree with you and i do like it i mean it plays to to my preference of the way to play the game which is to try and navigate the fixtures and kind of have a gamble here and there with a couple of players and it does allow you to do that with the striker market now um and i actually wish i'd done that more last weekend because i did have uh robin Kaizen on my radar um over cordoba but it was that Friday night game this week that swung it in Cordoba's favour. Um, but I do, as as you say, it mixes up the game a lot and it allows people to find a lot of differentials. And I think that's a very good thing. Speaking of differentials, what did we make of Bayern? So we've talked about the transfer market and the striker market, but what do we make of Bayern in the absence of Lewandowski? 
I think it was a good sign for us that um, Flick stated so early that Coutinho would play. He had a good game in Hoffenheim, also had a decent cup match. I think they try to, or they will try to get him going. Uh, and I, I feel that his place is pretty safe right now. So you've got Nabri, Müller and Coutinho I expect to play a lot. Maybe there will be some rotation in the future, but we have to keep in mind that they're not playing Champions League next week, so have, they have one week off after the Augsburg game. And that makes me lean towards uh, Flick not rotating as much, especially since there are uh, so many uh, injuries in the Bayern squad that it's not like they're sitting uh, 10... Um, unhappy uh, players on the bench every week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good for them. And I, I mean, that was going to be my follow-up question. Is the Bayern market now a little easier for us to navigate? Yeah, like, like I said, Müller, Nabri, Coutinho would feel safe. And then we've got this uh, Tirksi, Joshua Tirksi, the, uh, the Netherlands, who's actually a striker, but for some reason he's a midfielder in the game, which is great. Yeah, right. <laughs> One point... His price tag is 1.4 million. He's a natural super schnäppchen this week. Um, that's why I say it now, because I think he's too obvious to actually be the pick later on uh, in the show. But, of course, if you want to have a budget midfielder, he's uh, the prime target. Didn't play in the cup at Schalke, which is actually a good thing, in my opinion, because um, I think he's going to start against Augsburg again. Because he had a he had a very good game uh, at Hoffenheim in a fantasy sense and on the pitch as well, so he's looking very very promising. Absolutely, yeah. We were talking about the the one million market budget, or let's say round about the two million mark, and and Xerxes is shot to prominence there, no doubt about it. He had the most, uh, he had a hand in the most shots on goal of any Bayern player against Hoffenheim. He set three up. He had five himself. Um, which ultimately is actually a bit disappointing in a fantasy sense because you'd like him to hit even numbers. But that doesn't matter. The fact is uh, he really is a player that I think a lot of people will be looking at right now and thinking, yes, please, and rightly so. Okay, let's talk about the final game of the fixture list then. It's Mainz against Dusseldorf. How do we feel about this one, given that it is the curtain closer on match day 25, Flo? Uh, I actually feel pretty good about the Mainz side uh, of the ball. Uh, I saw Dusseldorf in the Cup yesterday. They had to go play 120 minutes at Saarbrücken. That's a fourth-tier club. And uh, Dusseldorf scored in the last minute, in the 19th minute, to go to overtime. So they, they would have lost that game 1-0. I was going to say, a, Kast, a Kastenmeier um, assist would have loved Ma that in the Bundesliga flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. That's actually That was actually yeah, my first right. thought. Uh, um, but I don't have Kastenmeier because I still, like at the time I was making the decision, I, was, I wasn't sure about how long Stefan um, will be out. But at the moment, there seems to be no timetable when... Uh, Steffens will return, so all Kastenmeier uh, guys can feel pretty safe out there. Um, I think there, Mainz has a, a good fantasy picks up, um, with uh, Robin Quaison. You mentioned him, 12.3 million. He's a striker. 
And uh, with the injury to Lewandowski and Werner not picking up as many points, I think he's a very viable option this week. Um, and you've got a good budget defender. I'll mention like in five minutes when we talk about our our picks. Um, on the Düsseldorf side, uh, you still have Zimmerman. Zimmer did play in the, in the cup. Uh, he, he started in the cup but didn't took his chance. Zimmerman came on. Later on, actually missed the penalty. He could he could have decided the game for Düsseldorf, um, but his penalty was saved. Uh, but he did pick up 15 points against Hertha. Still only 4.8 million his price tag. Uh, I I think he's still, although I like the mind side of the ball more, um, still wouldn't feel bad uh, having Zimmermann in my squad. I wouldn't necessarily bring him in for this week, but. If you went for him for a Friday evening, I, I, I don't think there's necessarily a need to sell him uh, for the Mainz game. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, at that price tag as well, we've seen he can have these games every now and again. But it's, I mean, it's very hard to predict, but it's worth having at that price tag to potentially profit on it. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't panic with Simon uh, myself. And yeah, when it comes to Mainz, I'm just, it's a bit of a shame that Jean-Philippe Mateta hasn't really played as much of a factor as I thought he would in the Rook Runder. He did get a start last time out, but only four points um, scored and wasn't really involved in the way you want him to be. That could change, of course, but I was expecting him to make a bigger impact when he did return from injury. Not quite the case. But okay, let's round out today's show because we may actually finish under 45 minutes, which will be incredible. But we'll, st- we'll start with the Vegas choice. Player picks time. Uh, who are you going for this weekend, Flo? I'm going with the Cologne striker who is playing up front at Paderborn. Um, there's three three possible options. Modest is at 10.6 million, Terodde at 8.9 and Ud at 10.3. I actually would prefer Terodde if he would play. Uh, as my choice, because uh, c- I think he he's if he's playing, a uh, good likelihood of him scoring. Um, if Modest will play, I actually might lean towards Ud, because um, he's definitely like he's the guy you could um, pick and uh, keep next week when they're playing at home uh, against Mainz, because Ud is definitely going to play that game. Modest or Terodde would be a one-off. Uh, they're more likely to score. Wood is a safer pick um, with him being involved more uh, in shots uh, with setting them up uh, so far. So uh, I think all three are good options. Probably would lean as a one and done towards Tirode, um and towards Oud. Uh, if I feel uh, I'm, I make a pick now that I can keep for next week and... Um, that gives you definitely more flexibility because you have one transfer less you have to spend. But then you can't bring in Cordoba. So that's definitely something to think about because that would mean doubling up with Oud and Cordoba. And I'm definitely not buying Oud this week and then sell him for Cordoba next week. Yeah, That, that wouldn't be a move uh, I do. Yeah, that would be a bit of a bit of a waste, no doubt. But I do think you're right. The Cologne strikers, depending on who's in the starting lineup, could cover all the bases that you need up front this weekend. I've dipped into the same game for my Vegas choice, but I have actually gone on the opposite side of the fence, the Paderborn side, that is. And I'm going with Kai Proger. I think he fits the bill of a Vegas choice perfectly. Um, 
I like the fact that he has the Friday night advantage and he could be a big differential because I think people will be very attracted by the prospect of Kainz. I think a lot of people will be more tempted to go with him and I'm wondering whether Proger can outscore him if he has one of his games where he's involved in virtually everything that Paderborn do well going forward. I'm not saying that they're going to come out victorious in this, but I do think Kai Proger could potentially pick up some big fantasy points. Okay, Super Schnepchen flow. You mentioned that you had a player in mind five minutes ago. Who was it? Yeah, I had a player of minds in mind, and that's Philip Mvene, 1.2 million. He he was like out of the blue in the starting lineup for Mainz against Paderborn, hasn't played um, football uh, for nearly 500 days, or competitive football, I should say. Uh, I guess he has trained before that. but You'd hope so, right? <laughs> uh, hasn't had a... <laughs> yeah. Hasn't had a game for Mainz, and then like Bayerlotzer decided to bring him in because like it was obvious that he wasn't that satisfied with what Aaron Martin or Brzezinski were doing. Both of these guys, he rotated in and out, wasn't happy. Now he plumped for going with Zemvena, and he he like he made a de- made a good job. And I expect him to keep his starting job. I don't, I don't see a reason to get him out of the squad. And then you got a definitely a good value defender going up home game against Dusseldorf. That's that that's a good good way uh, to to end your match day. And uh, if you need a budget defender, Mvena definitely an interesting choice. Apart from the usual suspects like uh, Lenz or um, Jacobs. Yeah, that's it. Those were the two that we had. We've now got. Schubert, we've now got Turksy, and I do like Mvenet as a pick, and we have seen that Mainz do like their wing-backs to get forward. So I think, yeah, at that price tag, certainly worth highlighting, no doubt about it. Who's your banker then? Oh, actually, I should say my super schnepchen, I've actually already said it, it's Marcus Schubert. Um, he's only 1 million, and the thing I like about it is that Schalke only have Dortmund and Leverkusen to face in the top six from now until the end of the season, uh, and I think that could be prove to be very decisive and you know I think I might be amongst the minority that have hung on to him and I'm wondering whether he could be a nice differential from now until the end of the season I wouldn't say no to that um, but let's talk about a banker flow we're not looking for differentials who's the who's the big name that you think is definitely going to provide uh, the returns this weekend so yeah um, after picking Floor and Kainz basically is super schnäppchen and banker uh, in, in one person last week uh, are going for a high-priced guy uh, <laughs> this time, and it's uh, Felipe Coutinho for 19 million. Um, I saw the game at, at Hoffenheim, um, and it was obvious that Bayern tries to get him going. Uh, after each goal, basically everyone congratulated him and like showing off to the public, "Hey, uh, we like this guy. Uh, he, he like he had a tough time and." Uh, although that's really relative with playing for Munich, but be that as it may, uh, I think he's going to be in a starting lineup. They try to get him the ball uh, against an Augsburg squad who will probably have no shot at getting anything out of the match at Munich. Although I did say that uh, before the Paderborn game, and we know how that turned out, but uh, I, I think Bayern will have learned their lesson. No, I agree. And, and let's be honest, if 
if what transpired in Hoffenheim hadn't transpired, uh, then ultimately he may have picked up even more points, uh, Mr. Coutinho, last time out as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mentioned Cirque had a hand in eight shots on goal. Coutinho had a hand in seven, one assist, six shots himself. But we also know he's capable of providing the assists as well. So yeah, I think he could be a well worthwhile pick um, for the next couple of weeks as well. So uh, in terms of my banker, I've gone mid-tier striker uh, and he goes by Lucas Alario. I do think this isn't necessarily a, a big pick for this week, although I do think he can, can definitely uh, provide some points uh, against Frankfurt. But I do think in the long term, he could be a very viable pick. And as we talked about, the striker market is very volatile right now. You can really pick for fixtures and form. Um, and I think Ilario is a type that is worth the gamble every once in a while because he will score big. OK, that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Fußball Fantasy episode. Uh, get in touch with any questions. We hope we've covered all the bases today, uh, doing this a bit off the cuff. But if you do have any really burning questions ahead of Match Day 25, please do feel free. Send us um, you know, a tweet on Twitter and we'll try and respond. I'll take some time on Friday night. I know, Flo, you're going to have a bit of time out um, and may need the distraction, though your opinions may not be the most sound <laughs> yeah well i i get my wisdom teas pulled out tomorrow so two of them and uh, probably are high on painkillers but <laughs> maybe that's enlightening me we'll we'll see about that maybe more enlightened than even normal um that would be quite something but yeah that was also one of the reasons that we had to record today because tomorrow you would have been definitely out of action and not quite not quite as understandable um <laughs> which is fair enough so yeah please feel free to get in touch with any questions and Flo and i will definitely try and respond to them before the kickoff on the friday night fixture don't forget to follow us at talking foosball on twitter give us a like on facebook and if you haven't yet join the talking foosball fantasy league for now from me your host james sarah good flow and the rest of the talking foosball crew Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören.